True Talk Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by True Living Real Estate, powered by Keller Williams. Our mission, we are a bold real estate team committed to excellence, integrity, as well as living an abundant lifestyle. We are bold, friendly rebels willing to do whatever it takes to uphold these values for our families. We help buy, sell, and invest in real estate. I'm Nellie Dettinger. I'm Jessica I'm Albert. <laughs> Jessica Avart. Okay, thank you so much. So we're we're running about fifty percent of our true living team because we are all slamming, bamming into fourth quarter, and we're hoping to make this the best fourth quarter of our business. And for all of you that might be listening, that might be in the real estate profession, don't believe the lie that fourth quarter um, is the time to take your foot off the gas for sure. Um, and that kind of goes perfectly into today's topic. And I hear this a lot from my teammates. I've tried to instill it. It's not about perfection. And this can be applied to people listening in the real estate industry or really anything. Like if you are a human breathing today, this topic is for you. And the topic is getting 1% better every day. And we are just gonna talk about the experiences that we've had in our lives that um, have focused on this and the growth that's come from it and really three ways where you can commit to getting 1% better every day and how that magic can can happen for you. Um, I'm just gonna start off by saying, Lisa and Jessica, have you guys ever read either The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy or The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson? Do you have any experience with those two books? No. I do. Um, I can start with The Compound Effect, which is a kind of a mirror book to the book, The One Thing. Um, I haven't read The Slight Edge. I will read it, however. And really, the books that we are mentioning all have this exact same kind of um, message. And that is, you just need to get enough discipline to affect just a little bit of change, and it starts to compound. And then it compounds it can either compound negatively or positively. And when you have an intention to make it positive, that's the 1% change that you can do. One oh, I know. And like what you just said there about the positive change versus the negative change. Oh my gosh. Like we've all seen all of our, you know, choices compounding, whether positively or neg- negatively and like heading into the holiday season, you know that, oh my gosh, it's just one cookie or it's just one cupcake. But the whole idea behind the slight edge and the compound effect is that those choices come together for either a positive result or a negative result. And I'm like guilty as charged. Like I have, I have seen the positive effects of that and I've seen the negative effects of that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I used to be an all or nothing thinker, um, especially in the beginning of building a entrepreneurial business. I really used to believe that like, some people had it all and like I was this person that was kind of like behind everyone else and really had to struggle to kind of catch up and have it all but through the years what I really realized is it's not about all or nothing 
it's about that 1% that you do to get more disciplined, get more organized, get better at, you know, your language skills, your people skills, your mirror and matching skills. It's all of that. And it's so easy to do little things. And it ties into like people with their all or nothing dieting. I just have to say this because you brought up the holidays and cookies. Um, you know, people think like they have to halt everything they're doing and then go on this radical diet called keto or, you know, whatever, some detox diet. And that's all or nothing thinking as well. If, if you just cut out, you know, 200 calories a day or, or exercised and burned 200 calories a day, that would be your 1% and you would slowly get in shape and slowly be better and slowly lose weight. So it's the same thing. It's like reversing those gears that are all rusty, right? You just have to right reverse now. them in a different direction, put some oil on there and 1%. It's so easy to do. This is the crazy part. It's not all or nothing. Jess, me, have like, you gotten caught up in that? Like the all or nothing thinking? I feel like we all have. For sure. Like, I feel like for me, I struggle with like wanting things to be just right. Like I want it to be just perfect and it causes a lot of stress and it's not worth it. To me, I'm like, if I get one bathroom clean today, that's better than it was yesterday. So I'm like, just a little bit. I just want to move the needle just a little bit. And that, that should be enough for me to feel like I accomplished something. So I, I have the mentality where I'm like, I have to clean all the bathrooms. If I, if I just clean one, it's not good enough. Um, so I'm, I'm working on that, like just a little bit better than the day before, just a little bit better than it was, you know, and I'm always wanting to move in a positive direction. So. For sure. And what you just said, like, uh, struggling with the perfectionism one thing that goes one of the mantras that goes along with this that I'm constantly repeating to myself in my head is done is better than perfect just because we don't have the time to get every bathroom you know looking like Mr. Clean just came through doesn't mean that we can do nothing or just right. because I can't call every single person on my list that doesn't mean that I, I do nothing um, it's all about um, margin and just getting into action. I think there's a book called um, Don't Let Great Be the Enemy of Good. I think that kind of, yes. that's a book. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's a book and, or just maybe a quote. <laughs> but that I, I'm thinking of just like exactly what you just said, Nellie. I mean, because being done it's still better than being undone, right? I mean, you've got to have progress, and that's that 1% progress. There's another book by um, James Clear called Atomic Habits, and um, I did not read the whole book. I'll, I'll admit that right here just because it, it felt a little bit repetitive for me. However, there were a couple things I did take out of the book by kind of perusing through it, and one of them was kind of comical to me because he was like, hey, you can run to the bathroom, right? So, like, you can, if you ran every day to the bathroom, and like did some yoga on the floor and then you know jumped in the shower like there's your exercise program and I was laughing so hard at that because he was like it's just a matter of like doing something additional each day for your health you know and that was the compound effect that he was talking about with with regards to your habits around you know morning routines and health but really you could take that idea that strategy and do it around business around any area you want to improve in just little by little one percent yeah, and I think Absolutely. it's those little successes that is going to um, catapult your business, 
You know what I mean? And give you that compound effect. It's like getting up in the morning and making your bed, like you accomplish something. It's like you have to have those little wins throughout the week that keeps you going towards your big goal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like somebody looking at an open house opportunity. So in our business, you know, we have lots of opportunities and all of them singly, all of them individually, really might not seem like a lot. Like you might have a half a dozen people come through an open house and you're not going to sell, you don't, you don't sell the house at the open house and you don't connect with five of the six people, but that one person that you do connect with um, ends up being a raving fan client and doing that two, three, four times a week times however many weeks you decide you choose to work, whether that's 42 or 48 or 50 weeks a year, that's huge. I mean, that's the power that this kind of mentality has and that should be really encouraging. So I think we've done a really good job explaining to our listeners what the compound effect is and what the 1% better every day means. What, as we dive into these strategies, the first thing that I want you guys to think about that are listening is identifying your weak points. Now, who wants to be vulnerable and raise their hand and talk about, talk about their weak points? <laughs> you, mean, you mean who of the two in the room is you? Yeah, um, that's you or I, Lisa. I mean, I can start. I have so many. I just, um, I mean, I guess I've, I've woven them together to make it, you know, a mosaic of wonderful. Um, but really, the truth is, weak points for me are, you know, Consistency, I guess, would be the the greatest weak point of any person, really. I think it's mine mostly because I I pay attention to it so much. I'm not sure everybody's totally aware of how inconsistent they are in their life. But um, you can't get 1% better each day if you aren't in awareness of the weak points. And for me, that consistency of exercise, of eating right, of even drinking water, you know, we all know that time on task over time is the thing that gets you those results. So for me, one of the biggest weak points would be that consistency. And that's why I schedule everything. I actually am like one of those over communicators, over schedulers. And it's for the simple reason that it forces me to stay um, in the, the lane of consistency. Oh, that's really good. I just read a really funny story on on Facebook today, and it was a list of all of these things that this mom was doing that that wasn't working. And she said, what do you mean the face cream that I say doesn't work after two weeks of inconsistent use? And it's like, that is the truth. That is the sum up. I don't know that we need to go on. <laughs> like the consistency is a problem, I think, for, for everybody. But if you can narrow that down on what you're most inconsistent in, and really, you know, dial in and focus on that. Um, that that could be huge. That could be huge. I guess. I, um, well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Lisa. No, you you you, you share your weak point first. Okay. Um, so I feel like my weak point is that I am not good at like telling a story with my words, and I feel like that's such a key thing when you're um, listing a property is to like you know, describe the house in a story. And so I feel like I'm always 
um, leaning on Nellie or Catherine to, to put together my description for my property. And I love that I can um, use their talents to benefit to benefit me in a way. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm not good at that. Like, that's something that you should do. It comes so easy to you, and it, it's so hard for me. So I can do it, but it takes a lot more effort and thought and scribbling things out and rewriting it. So I would say, like, that is definitely a weakness of mine that I should work on every day to get better at. So have you tried journaling? I have, but it's not my favorite thing to do. You know? So what I would do, what I would do is if you truly want to get better, I would focus on journaling in once a day might if you're starting out and making this a routine, once a day might be really overextending that muscle. Okay. But if we could just do like once a, once week? a week and say, I'm going to summarize my week with the most descriptive language I can in three sentences. And I want, like, if you thought about your journal entries and like, what is a great three sentence journal ent- entry that summarizes this day, this event, or this week, you'll start thinking about your writing your house description listings in that kind of way okay like how much information and how descriptive and what story can I tell in three sentences because that's basically the amount of time that we have right that's the amount of space that we have Yeah, it's like a small paragraph you know and and it really um I I read through those when I'm looking at listings for my buyers because it kind of tells a story about the property more so than just how many bedrooms and bathrooms and square footage like you know tell me about the place so yeah. Right. Anyways, that's, sure. that's a weak point sure. of mine. I just have to say something about that. I have a friend that's an agent in another state and she is a team leader. So she doesn't do a lot of writing of these descriptions, but she just has so much fun with it. And, um, there's a book called steal like an artist. And, um, I really believe everyone that's listening to this podcast should get the book steal like an artist because inspiration is all around you everywhere you don't have to reinvent everything just i mean i know we're going kind of off on a rabbit trail here but um she described a house as whiskey in a teacup and i thought that was so cute and another house was that it was a property a farm with camels on it and so she stole a um ad from like the 70s for camel cigarettes and it was like something about, you know, something about camels, obviously, but it was super cute and she made it appropriate and everything. And I was just like, oh my God, like that is so fun. And so that like is taking some of the fun in bringing it into, you know, that 1% better every day. Well, how do you do that and challenge yourself to have some fun with it? And I know that we have that in another episode coming up. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just things like that are um, make your make your your job a little more interesting too. Um, and other people have done it already. So like, look around and see what can you like borrow from them and use it for yourself, not plagiarize, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. get ideas, yeah. Rip off and duplicate, rip off and duplicate R&D. That's, that's the, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Yes. Yeah, those are good. I guess my thing is a little bit more broad and I can apply it to my business. I can apply it to my personal life. I would say that my biggest struggle that I'm 
overcoming and the process of overcoming 1% better every day is battling um, my desire to be all things to all people. And I'm sure that I'm like, I'm not unlike a lot of people in this business. We're people pleasers. You know, we have servant heart leader, you know, we're servant heart leaders. We have all of these um, expectations that we put on ourselves. And I find when I try to be all things to all people, I'm less of what I'm meant and created to be. And that's not serving anybody, (laughs) really, you know? So one of the things that um, I've had to do is really try to remove myself from the situation that enables that behavior. So, you know, really just kind of like building a bunker and focusing on what's the best thing that can help me move my business forward and just focusing on that every single day, that's what's going to have the compounding effect for me and our business. That's what's going to allow me to see that vision of being all things to all people without doing it the I mean, an ass backwards way to be perfectly honest, <laughs> you know, it's like that kind of, that kind of mentality. Um, and that's what I'm really focusing on right now. And I think I'm going to take my own advice and reread the compound effect and the slight edge. It's been a couple of years since I've read those books, but it is pretty impactful when you see what our choices are doing and the amount of clarity that we get when we do these things with consistency Um, Even though it's boring, even though it might not be the most fun, flashy thing, um, those results when they compound are really, really impressive. Yeah, it's like it's about really being in, um, they talk about being in flow, you know, as opposed to um, battling the rapids. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to get put a visual to it, when you try to be all things, all people, you're you're battling the rapids. You know, you're, you're just flailing around and you don't get to take your highest and best self and apply it to one area that's meant for you and then when you figure out that hey you can win through others and you can actually be super disciplined around your you know your own time it's just it's so freeing and then it it it, like speaking of compounding positively it just keeps building on itself because suddenly you feel rested suddenly that puts you in a good mood suddenly you have more energy for the important people in your life and you can keep that going in the right direction with the one percent every day you know one percent better every day so i just um i find that really interesting nelly that you brought that up because there was a time when i had to do a total slash and burn when i was in my early 40s i had overextended myself um because i feel like society uh there was a lot of peer pressure from other moms from um schools from society to like you know you're to be this great parent and then you're going to be this great um, professional and then also by the way I volunteered a ton at church and here and there and everywhere and race for the cure and I'm not to say that volunteering isn't a good thing but you can get caught up in that and that is a cycle that doesn't feel good it feels very taxing and so how do you you know kind of get back to yourself is really what you're saying um and and getting back to yourself means getting super super clarity around what you want to do with your time yeah so i mean i just that just really speaks to me this idea of being too many 
things, too many people. And um, another suggestion I would say to the, any listeners is like, look at the people you admire. Like, who are the people in the world that you admire? They could be someone down the street. They could be somebody really famous. And what are they doing? What do they say? Have they written any books? Do they have any, you know, stories to tell? Because it's really fun to see how people have grown their lives into incredible um, experiences and they, you know, how they, how they was strategizing it. How do they stage it? You know, it's just so curious to me. We don't have to be everything to everybody. And yeah, it's just so interesting. Well, I think we need a part two of this episode because I don't even think that we can get into um, the strategies around where do you want to be in five years and breaking that down to where you want to be in one year and what that looks like each month, each week, and each day. I'm just going to go and call out we need a part two of this episode so we can get into that because that's where the magic happens. And... I am so, so excited about sharing that with our listeners because there are a lot of people that listen that are outside of real estate, outside of our business, that are just totally um, not exposed to, to this way of thinking and this type of goal setting and, and action planning. So um, what, do you guys, what do you guys think, ladies? Is there, does this episode deserve a part two? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> Especially getting uh-huh. into fourth quarter and planning for, you know, 2022. It's the perfect time to have, uh, yeah, episode two. Yeah, if anyone wants to get a head start on that, we're going to be going over some content in a little book called The One Thing. Maybe you've heard us talk about it before. Maybe maybe not. Maybe this is your first time. <laughs> yeah, that's but right. We, we are going to be following up with part two of this episode. And um, does anybody else have any closing thoughts? Well, we can tell them one percent. How are you going to attack your one percent between now and next time? And also, um, I would say be ready for part two because we're going to challenge you to start where you are, uh, use what you have, and begin. So that will be part two for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, True Top listeners. We are so, so glad that you joined us. We cover topics on this podcast ranging in everything from real estate to our our business to our real life. And until next time, I'm Nellie Dettinger. I'm Jessica Abart. I'm Lisa Zamuda. Bye. Bye.